Welcome into another edition of Box Kickers Talking Football Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And we will once again be talking all things football. Before we do that, let's do our obligatory Twitter plugs. Uh, follow the show at Box Kickers Pod. I am at CR Drubert. Daniel, you are? I'm at Mr. Daniel Cabrera. Easy peasy. Mr. I, I, that kills me every time. Mr. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, it saying Daniel underscore Cabrera nine, so I changed it. Easy, all one, Mister Mister Daniel Cabrera. I was lucky enough to have such an unusual name that I didn't have to have any numbers of mine. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. I couldn't uh, do just Daniel Cabrera because, like I said last time, there's like probably a million of them. Yeah. All right. So before we go ahead and jump into the sports, we'd like to catch up. So first, before we do that, Daniel, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, we're about to be what mid-August. It hasn't been too hot here in uh, Texas, but uh, yeah. fo- football's back, man. Training camp. Yeah, I, I, I tuned in a little earlier. Watched the, uh, the Dolphins Bears game. Um, watched the first half. That's all that really matters at this point. Week one. So, um, but yeah, you're right. It hasn't been too hot. I mean, I think the highs have been like in the mid 90s, which for some parts of the country seems like it's unbearable. But for here, it's about 10, yeah. 15 degrees lower than normal. So, um, I don't know if it's COVID related. Maybe the sunshine is trying to stay away <laughs> or what, but uh, it's working out for us. Um, it, it really has. And then this year, as of now, we haven't really hit that like consecutive days of 100 degree weather like we previously had uh, in previous years. So, I'm amazed by it. I'm like, 90s, that's fine. Perfect. Low 90s, I'm okay with. But when it gets to 100 plus, no. What's going to happen, though, if, if, it, if this is kind of what our summer ends up being, we're going to get too used to it, and then <laughs> the next year, whenever <laughs> summer comes back, we're going to think we're dying. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, I mean, just looking at the forecast coming up here, I mean, 99 on Friday, that's really the warmest we got coming up anytime soon. So, yeah, um, yeah I've been out there doing some yard work, uh, just the usual. Really, There really hasn't been much on TV to, or movies to catch up on after uh, – the Suicide Squad came out, um, and then I'm waiting for some Marvel stuff. Uh, I watched the first episode. Of what if I don't? I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's because it. it's a. I don't know if it's because it's a cartoon or if I didn't really care for the story. Um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it, it wasn't looks, terrible. I mean, it's, it's animated, but it looks like it looks better than animation. Correct. It was yes. cool. It was cool. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it's. I know it's. They're kind of. I think they're going to tie it into with the watcher. He's watching all these different timelines breaking off now, and I think you're going to present this all as actually happening. Um, I I don't know if it's just. I, like I like Captain America. I'm not really a big Captain Carter. I, I don't really buy that. Um, I was hoping they'd be more along the lines of Captain Britain, which is an actual hero, and they could have used her as a female Captain Britain for the storyline. Yeah. But uh, calling her Captain Carver was a little, Carter was a little cheesy, and I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I looked at the previews. I looked at the names of the episodes coming up and the stories on those. I, I'm really interested in seeing how those play out, especially the zombie episode. I think that's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, 
And uh, I think next week is going to be the final thing uh, that Chadwick Boseman did for Marvel. So he actually did voice his character in that. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing how that whole storyline plays out. I think he's supposed to be a different timeline. He becomes Star-Lord instead of them picking up um, Chris Pratt's character. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But uh, first episode in, I don't know how I feel yet. <laughs> Just give it a few episodes because that's how it was with Loki, so. Oh man, I, th- I like Loki from episode one. I thought that was great. <laughs> I think I'm a Tom Hiddleston fan, so I think that's why. I mean, I, I like I like what he's done with the character. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, I love uh, Owen Wilson in that character uh, as Mobius. Um, I knew that this was gonna pop, probably gonna have to pay off of the next big bad with Kang, and so I'll, I, I I could not wait for every single episode of Loki. Whereas this one, I was like, ah, I mean, I'll tune in. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, there's nothing else really on right now. I know Walking Dead's coming back here in what, like a month or so? Uh, next week. Is it next week already? Yeah, next Sunday is the first episode of the final season. Yeah, so I think they're going to really break it up because, yeah, eight days from now. From, from well, it's part one and then this. part two. So part two is going to yeah. be like in 2022. Wait, what? Part one and part two? It's only going to be one episode? No. They're going to have like a full season of like eight episodes or more, but then oh, part two gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. is going to happen in 2022. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's going to be a okay, long I see, I see. season. Well, actually looking at this, um, so it's called Asheron Part 1 and Part 2, and they're both says eight days from now. Then Episode 3, Hunted, is 15 days. So, um, yeah, it looks like they're going to do the first eight episodes with two of them coming possibly next weekend. I guess it's going to be a double episode. I didn't know oh, that. baby. Uh, that's then, good and bad because kids have to go to school and work. Yeah, then they, it looks like they're gonna have that stupid ass World Beyond in fifty days. So it's gonna <laughs> so that's premiering on the same day as the mid season finale, and then you have uh, Fear in sixty four days. Which unless they're going side by side, they only gonna do a couple episodes of World Beyond, maybe. I don't care. I'll just recap it on YouTube. <laughs> I've never. Uh, it's 10 episodes. Uh, I guess it's going to go on the same time as the other one, but I, I don't know. I, I will not watch. I will not watch. I don't care how good people tell me it is after watching the first couple episodes of that first season. Uh, no, no. That was I didn't terrible. get through the first episode. The first 15 minutes were so boring. I was like, all right, I'm turning this off. Yeah, it was brutal. It was very brutal. So, um, yeah, I'm looking up here, other shows. Let me see what else is coming up. Um, the only thing that really stands out to me is Dexter's back in that's still like two two months away, so Dexter. almost three months away. Uh, did you ever watch Dexter? I did not know. So um, there's a there's a season I think it's season four with John Lithgow in there. When that finale happens, don't watch anymore. Don't don't just just stop <laughs> watching right there. They had one more good season of Julia Stiles. The season I think was two two seasons later. But Julia that Styles. Yeah, she she had she had a a story arc in there. That was a good season. I haven't heard in quite some time. Yeah, but um, yeah, they. I'll tell you for those of you who watch Dexter who are listening to this. You, you, I don't know if you watched if you watched that and Breaking Bad at the same time. They actually the final seasons for both shows went head to head, and the finales aired on the same night. And for as good as Breaking Bad ended, that's how bad Dexter limped to the finish line of their, of their show. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I remember um, I had my wife started watching it and I, like years after I had already watched it 
And I told her, I was like, you're not going to like the finale. It's going to be terrible. And she said, oh, no, it can't be that bad. She texted me when after she watched it. And I'm, I'm not going to say because it's a spoiler of what she texted, the, the, the uh, one word that she texted me. But she was livid with how the show ended. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping they're going to right some wrongs um, with this uh, return. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really all I have besides the Marvel stuff coming out in football. Um, I watched Summer League basketball. I, was, I just watched the Pacers win. Um, watching their draft pick, um, Chris Duarte, which I will be honest with you. When draft night came, I was a big Moses Moody fan out of Arkansas, and he was on the board for the Pacers at 13, and they took Chris Duarte. And I, I'll be I'll admit, I did not know much about him. All I know is he's the oldest player in a draft of 24 years old. Um, he's he's already, the, I think, the fifth oldest player on the, on the roster, even though there's 15 players. That's <laughs> a, um and Moses Moody won one pick later. Um, I see why they picked him now. Watching the uh, watching the summer league because he has a he reminds me a lot of Clay Thompson with Golden State. And Golden State apparently wanted him bad, and like to a point where the owner was uh, badgering the Pacers to trade for him, like right after the pick happened. Like they were offering so much stuff for him. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he's older, but he's polished. He's going to play right away. He looks like he's a perfect fit for Rick Carlisle's system. So um, I'm ready for basketball season. I know we still got a few months uh, before that really kicks in. But, um, but yeah, I, that's, that's basically what I've been up to. Um, Very nice. Yeah. yeah, waiting for football. I mean, we have college coming up soon, NFL shortly after that. This this is yeah, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, and with, with basketball ending a month, a month later and everything being pushed back a month, August is normally uh, a dead time for us. I mean, training camps are there. You start getting some preseason games, but we've got basketball. We've had the draft. We, I mean, we've had all like the free agency for, for NBA. We've had all the stuff to, to keep us entertained where we normally, when training camps start, you kind of got like a three to four week stretch where there's nothing going on sports-wise outside of baseball. So That's true. Um, next year, it should be back to normal. Um, where we're gonna have that, but this year it was like, yeah, everything was spaced out. I think perfectly, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean, as of now, like you said, it's just uh, NFL training camp, baseball. I, I, I've caught a couple of uh, summer summer league camp every now and then. It, you can't get away from basketball; it's on every day. So, <laughs> yeah, the Olympics uh, before eating, that. Yeah, the, I was eating. Uh, I was eating at Plunkers yesterday. Local wing bar here. Uh, by, by the way, that, that picture you took, that food looks delicious. I love, oh I love me some pluckers. We got the wing, some wings. We got the appetizer sampler. It had a whole bunch. Of, it was awesome. It was so good. I love, I, I love that fried mac and cheese they got there. Mm. It's the best. Dip it in ranch. Oh my god, pluckers! If you want to sponsor, go ahead. But I was going to say, anyone, <laughs> anyone listening that works for pluckers, we will be your sponsor. Uh, you can pay us in food. That place is awesome. Oh, my God. There's TVs everywhere. The thing is, when I was there yesterday, here we go. Um, they had the Golf Channel on. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay. NFL Network was not on one TV, which really you know, kind of made me a little mad because it's NFL Network. How do you not have that on? You had Did Little League World Series, which is fine. Did you ask no, him? I, Did you ask him to- no, I didn't ask him. It had NFL I, I, Network. That, yeah. that was I don't know. Like you gotta have NFL Network, Golf Network. Get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember uh, there was there was one year um, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and 
it was like the first round of the NBA playoffs. I had I had recently. I mean, I had, it was like the first year I lived here, so it was like nine nine years ago. So Pacers were, Pacers were facing Orlando, and I get to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm looking around like there's not a single game, not a single TV has a basketball game. I'm like, this this literally is the playoffs. There, there was an ad on my table that says "Home of the NBA Playoffs." So I asked the waitress, I go, hey, uh, do you mind uh, putting the game on? At least on this one TV right here that's right by my table. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. She walks off, and I don't see anything. Nothing, nothing happens. I, I flag down a manager. Hey, you can put it on there. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll get right on it. And then nothing happens. So finally, so I just gave I got, I got a lot. Do sports fans? Or they just don't give a crap? I, I, I just – I don't like know if, if they – If I was the owner like, or the manager at a Pluckers, like I would have – Every game, like the most games I could have on NFL Network, MLB Network, NBA Network, games that are on live, like, come on. You're I'm a assuming, sports bar. Yeah, I'm assuming the people who are working there are just focusing on the customers. And I a college job or something trying to get. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of places I go to, it's like they're just working for the tips. I mean, they're not, a lot of people probably don't even pay attention to sports. Well, like, one, time you, I went, like one bartender, like I was talking to him and conversating with him and. He like didn't know nothing about sports. So I'm like, oh, like this conversation went downhill pretty fast because I'm here to watch sports and you know, like drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we could I couldn't like talk to him because he didn't like know anything about sports, so I didn't want to talk about anything else. Yeah, it's if you're a sports bar, you need to have at least NFL Network on one channel. Oh, that, sure. that I mean, I mean, dude, I, I sometimes I, sometimes I'll stop at a, a sports clips if I'm looking for a quick haircut, and you know they got NFL Network on there. I mean, I remember sitting in there watching replays of games during during the uh, the uh, pandemic when everything was all the sports were shut down. So I was like, okay, at least I get to watch something while I'm here getting my haircut. Yeah. Well, those suck us too. One time I went to get a haircut, they had the NIT game on instead of the actual tournament game on. I'm like, come <laughs> on, like who wants to watch the NIT? <laughs> Put it on CBS. Get some games maybe, going on in here. Maybe one of the people worked there, their alumni, one of the schools playing or something. I don't know. <laughs> So, Austin P. Yeah, Austin P. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So uh, we'll go ahead. We'll jump over into the, to the NFL talk. So, uh, kind of what we got planned is we're going to kind of go around the NFC this week, and we're going to break down what we we're going to talk a little bit about each team, and maybe some things we heard about the camp, or what we're kind of thinking potentially for the season. Maybe some best case, worst case scenarios, whatever we want. Uh, anything that pops in our head for these teams. Next week we'll do the AFC. And then, um, barring any other kind of craziness, the the three weeks from now, or I guess two weeks from now, we'll be doing our fantasy football special, just in time for you guys to have your drafts. And then, finally, the weekend of Labor Day, right before the first opening kickoff game on that Thursday, we will be doing our NFL season preview. So, I would think our predictions may be a little closer than they were last year because, I mean, I don't know if you remember, Daniel, we did Memorial Day, we did our NFL predictions because we were looking for some kind of topic to talk about during that time. So, yeah. so, uh, so a lot happened that when training camps rolled in, injuries, trades, all that stuff. So, um, this year, this year should be a little bit more, we should, keyword, should be a little more accurate with, with our predictions. So, um, <laughs> But so to kick us off, we're going to start going uh, east, uh, west to east. We'll start with the NFC West. And so um, first we have the Arizona Cardinals. 
And we know Kyler Murray is entering into – he had a solid beginning of last year, and he kind of struggled early last year. Um, I love the wide receiver pickup of Rondell Moore out of, uh, out of uh, Purdue. Um, I think getting J.J. Watt, they have Tyce, uh, Chandler Jones there, if they can stay healthy, that defense is going to be vastly improved from what it was last year. And um, I think Kyler Murray is going to take a big step. I, I think he, this is going to be a big year for him. Um, I, I kind of am leaning towards them as my favorite in the division, but this is going to be a tough division. I think it's going to be very hard for these teams to kind of separate each other all the way through the season. Um, best case, I think they could be like 11 and six. Worst case, I think they could be six and 11. So I think we're the reverse. So um, then we have the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I don't know how I feel about this team because they struggled a lot last year, um, mainly with quarterback play. I do think they improved themselves getting Matthew Stafford. Another key, like I said, for the Cardinals, can he stay healthy? So um, I, I think he's a big improvement over Jared Goff. Um, I, I they let Malcolm Brown go, so they're kind of looking at uh, Henderson and uh, I'm blanking on the other other running back's name, but um, I think they are going to be a very solid team as well. Um, Cam Akers, Cam Akers, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's on the uh, IR right now. Yeah, if he can be, if he can get healthy, otherwise it's going to be Daryl Henderson's uh, show, and he was yeah. solid last year. And I mean, he was good. I mean, yeah. he had a, he had a couple of good games. Whenever yeah. I had him, I was I was able to flip him for actually I flipped him twice. I traded him once, I believe, and that's when I got um, I got uh, Kittle from Greg, and then I got him back later after Greg dropped him, and then I traded him in that deal. I think where I got uh, 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 who was it? It was um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones from uh, from Edmonds. So um, yeah, he 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 worked out well for me last year. So um, I'll, I'll keep rooting for that. Um, I think they could be twelve and five ish this season if they can stay healthy. Um, next we have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, this team is very confusing to me because they are a decent team. They were so injury plagued last year, but they have a lot of those same players there. So how healthy can they be? Um, Jimmy G, I mean, we're going on a full year, me bashing the guy. I don't think he's, I don't think he's the answer. I, if they struggle early, I think Trey Lance gets thrown in a starting job and then they will, they will miss the playoffs. Uh, but I think that might be best for them because they have a lot of good young receivers. Debo Samuel's coming back. I mean, uh, they have like 15 running backs back there that every, no matter who they put back there is going to do well. Um, <laughs> they did, they did lose their defense coordinator, Robert Salah, Salah, and he went to the jets. If I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah jets. Um, but with Nick Bosa, D Ford, um, I think they, again, I think 11 wins is a, is a good peak for them. So um, then I have the Seattle Seahawks. Again, 11, 12 wins, I think. I mean, what's there, what's there to say about them? DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson. The usual uh, team is all still there. Um, I worry about their offensive line, um, and I worry about if they can finish the season. I mean, you knew this because you had a couple of those guys last year where early on they looked like they're going to be Super Bowl champions. And yeah. then it just fell apart. Same thing happened the year before. So um, I'm not sure exactly if that's coaching or if that's scheduling. Because uh, last year was really a, was a strange season. Uh, but I I think right now it's between the Seahawks and the Cardinals for this division. And 
I'll have time to see if any injuries or anything happens between now and the time we do our prediction show. But again, I think 12 wins would be a good solid outcome for them. I think worst case they win, they go seven and 10. What what are your thoughts on the NFC West? Um, I think hands down, this is probably is the best division maybe outside of, um, or that can probably be maybe the, the AFC North possibly. Um, but I'm leaning towards the NFC West as the best division because uh, going to like the Arizona Cardinals on paper, I feel like this team is going to win the division. Uh, I agree with your take on Kyler Murray taking a step up this year. Uh, they got Chase Edmonds in the backfield. They added James Conner, who's uh, I think he's a little banged up right now. Obviously they have DeAndre Hopkins, um, the rookie Rondell Moore, AJ Green, they signed and Christian Kirk who had a phenomenal catch. Uh, against the Cowboys last night, that's a good that's a good yeah, wide receiver yeah. right there. Yeah, I don't think AJ Green is healthy. I don't think he's going to survive the entire season. I mean, he was already banged up in training camp. So I just think they took a flyer on him, a uh, veteran. Maybe he can you know help out some of the young guys there. But uh, I don't think he's going to put up AJ Green stats like he did like eight years ago. I can see him being more like what Larry Fitzgerald did the last couple of years, a solid, yeah. reliable guy when when he's on the field. I think if they can double team DeAndre Hopkins, the defensives, then you know AJ Green might be one on one with somebody. He might have some left in the tank still. Um, JJ Watt on the other side, big acquisition. Uh, Chandler Jones, they get this uh, contract situated. I know he was frustrated. They can be a really good team, and uh, it, I think it, it kind of it all revolves around Kyler Murray and how he plays. Um, if he does take that step up, this team is definitely going to win division. Uh, they could possibly go far in playoffs. Uh, we'll see. And then, you know, going to the Los Angeles Rams, I it, it pretty much is the same team besides the quarterback situation with Matthew Stafford coming from the Detroit. Um, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby's there. I can see them finishing, I'm going to say third in division. Third or fourth in division, I'll put it that way. Third or fourth in division. Um, the defense is pretty good. Jalen Ramsey, um, I just, I mean, they've been to the Super Bowl before. They have a, a good coach in Sean McVay. Matthew Stafford, if he stays healthy, he has to stay healthy because looking at the depth chart, John Wolford is their backup quarterback, and that's it. Like, who the hell is that guy? John Wolford. But um, going to the San Francisco 49ers, this is a question mark for me. Uh, I was watching some of the game tonight. Trey Lance threw that, threw that bomb to, um, I can't remember who it was, but he had his first touchdown. Uh, they do have like 20 running backs in the backfield. The wide receiver slots, uh, Ayuk, Samuel, Mohamed Sanu, George Kittle, the best tight, one of the best tight ends in the game. I I think this is going to be the Jimmy G um, show for quite some time. Uh, let Trey Lance learn a little bit back there from Jimmy G. Or, you know, if they go on four, on five, is it the Trey Lance show? I mean, can he, can he really learn anything from Jimmy G.? I mean, Jimmy G's, he's been there forever, pretty much. He backed up Tom Brady. Uh, That's so the biggest yeah, claim to fame. Biggest claim to fame is backing up Tom Brady. Backing up Tom Brady. <laughs> I can see uh, I can see San Francisco finishing last in this division. Yeah. And then uh, going to Seattle. If it's not going to be Arizona winning, it's going to be Seattle. Like you said, this looks like the exact same team from last year. Uh, DK Metcalf is a stud. Tyler Lockett's back at the receiver spot. Um, now, let me ask you this. So if they, if, if, a big if, 
if they have a losing season, if they don't make playoffs, do we see Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll again next year together? Well, I mean, I thought Russell Wilson was about to get traded this last offseason. Um, it's all about the offensive line, like you said. Yeah. Um, I know Pete Carroll, I mean, he doesn't seem like it, but a lot of reports are he's he's nearing the end of his career. Um, I could see him stepping away. one last stint in college or no? No. No. I, yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I think NFL. I mean, NFL is a hard job. I mean, you're you're working around the clock, but when you're in college, I mean, I think it's harder on coaches because I, I think college is really a young man's game. I mean, just being here in Austin, we saw that Mac Brown was great, and then he he started getting older, and it's like he couldn't really recruit anymore because he wasn't one traveling. He was sitting out Manny Diaz and these other guys that go out and do the recruiting. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I I think the the grind for recruiting is too hard. Um, I think the transfer portal might be helpful for him because he can get anyone he wants from the transfer portal. But, I mean, where would he go? Would he go back to USC? Would he go to uh, one of his other big-name schools? Maybe out west um, again, I would think. I, w- I would think so. Maybe he stays up there and he t- takes over Washington if that coach flam- flames out or Washington State. They just, just hired a new coach, but he's kind of being an idiot up there about he's going to let COVID ramp- rampage his team. So, yeah. um who knows? I mean, I, I don't I don't foresee him back there. I think when he retires, I can see him going to like the broadcast booth. I think he he's a great personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, or he'd be a front office guy. But I, I yeah, I don't see him going back to college. No. Well, like you said, I think we both have Cardinals as winning the division. Here's a tidbit. Did you know Colt McCoy is the only active player from the two thousand and ten draft still playing? Really? It could just be was... first round, or he didn't get drafted first round. He was third oh. round. I thought I read yeah. that somewhere early on Twitter. That was only like ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's an amazing. Or... That's an amazing stat if that's true. Yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, Colt McCoy is hanging around. Hey, and speak, speak, yeah, speaking 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 that, I was watching. I was watching that that uh, Cowboys Cardinals game the other night. How is Garrett Gilbert? Still in the NFL. I have no clue, but that game against Pittsburgh, the first game, he did okay. It was against backups, yeah, but uh, he's their backup right now, and he's going to be their backup. I mean, uh, he he had a lot of promise for for UT, and obviously it did not work out, and he transferred out. And he had a solid career at SMU, but SMU is not an NFL quarterback machine maker. And I remember, I remember seeing like for a while there. I'm like, Gilbert, Gilbert, uh, he was like the third stringer up in New England. I go, well, how is what what is going on here? <laughs> and he's just bounced around the league. And I saw I saw him starting the preseason game for the Cowboys. And with the with the reports of Dak's shoulder, he may <laughs> be playing more games. That I'm like, Garrett Gilbert. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Let me let me revise that. Cole McCoy is the only QB left. Okay, that makes more sense. From the 2010 NFL draft, still on an active roster, not including the Jaguars' fourth string tight end. Is that uh, Tebow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tried oh, to make wow. a ball tonight, and I think he failed. So. <laughs> yeah, he's he, If he stays in that team, if he makes the roster, it's only because of who the coach is. He's not an NFL material. Yeah. It's all about the coach, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, 
That's our NFC West kind of quick breakdown. Uh, we'll move on over to the NFC South. I'll let you kick off with that one, Daniel. Uh, NFC South, let's see. Who are we going to go with uh, first? Uh, you want to go with the Super Bowl champions? The uh, defending Super Bowl champions? Might as well. I mean, because they, they're, they're the favorites right now. Oh, everybody, every, so, yeah, they're the yeah. favorites, and everybody's coming back. So. The uh, rest, rest of the division, I think, took a step back, but we'll talk about that. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first team to win a Super Bowl at their home stadium. Terrific. Tom is back. I see them going winning this division and going far in the playoffs. I, I have them going back to the NFC Championship. The team is just really good all around. You know, Like I said earlier, everybody's coming back. Nobody's leaving, I believe. Um, they just they have a really good, solid offense. And then, like you said, the division has taken a step back. So I have them winning the division. Um, let's go with the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is a team. There's a competition, a QB competition battle in training camp right now with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill earlier, eh, to me, he did not look like the start, like a starting QB that he can do it for all 17 games this year. Um, I, I really do believe James Winston is going to start the season. He threw yeah. an interception today. <laughs> What's a game without Winston throwing an interception? So uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a big, it's a big step back with Drew Brees retiring. Obviously you have Alvin Kamara there. Michael Thomas, I don't think he's going to start like the first couple of weeks. So I have, I have the Saints probably finishing probably third because second, I have the Atlanta Falcons finishing, which, of course, they lost Julio to the Titans, and they got a new head coach in Arthur Smith, who was offensive coordinator for the Titans last year. Had a lot of great stats um, offensive, offensively-wise. Matty Ice, he could be on his last leg over there in Atlanta. The, the running back situation is kind of iffy with Mike Davis and uh, Quadri Olison. So uh, they, they added Deontay Foreman, former Longhorn, um, former Texan and whatnot. But other than that, Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver out there. Russell Gage Jr. is wide receiver. They got the phenomenal tight end rookie Kyle Pitts in the draft. Um, this is a weak division, so I have them finishing, the, finishing second. And then last, we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Not sure what happened with the Sam Darnold trade. Um <laughs> I mean, maybe he just needed to get out of New York in a limelight there. You know, you obviously got to have a really good quarterback. Um, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the game, is back. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I just don't think that offense has enough to to be at 500. I don't have them making playoffs. Um, maybe win five games, Matt Rule. I'm sorry, but that team stinks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's my NFC South. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with the Falcons. Um, they lost Julio Jones, as, as we all know. He went to uh, your Tennessee Titans. Um, I do like the drafting of Kyle Pitts. I think he is going to be a stud. Um, I think he has the potential to go down as possibly the best tight end of all time based on raw ability and talents. Um, I, I'm concerned with Calvin Ridley uh, being the no, number one guy there because now he's going to get all the double teams, whereas Julio did get a lot of that, which opened him up. Yeah. Um, um, I have no problem with the, with this offense. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. The problem is their defense was not improved. It was terrible last year. Um, their secondary is the worst in, fo- in football. 
They brought in Dante Fowler Jr., Marlon Davison. Um, but, I mean, Grady Jarrett, has, he's like a one-man army once again in the front line. Um, I just – I don't I don't understand. With Isaiah Oliver, Kendall Shefford, A.J. Terrell, none of those are like, oh, my God, these guys are going to dominate on the defense. So I, I think it's going to be similar to last year where they're going to they're gonna probably lose games 40 to 35 or something along those lines. Um, great for fantasy purposes. I mean, I would start Falcon players and whoever they're playing at each week, but I just I don't think it's going to work for them. I think they're going to probably maybe get eight nine wins this year, which yeah. is not going to be enough to make the playoffs. Uh, Carolina Panthers again. Um, they had the opportunity to take a quarterback in a draft, possibly a Justin Fields, but they decided to make the trade and they got Sam Darnold. Um, I don't know why. I I think. He is who he is at this point. Um, I'm concerned about Chris McCaffrey because of this. I mean, he's coming out. He's coming off an injury played year, so I mean, he's talent wise one of the best dual weapon, uh, dual threat receivers or uh, running backs in football. But with Sam Darnold as your quarterback, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get open or get the passes. So. Um, they're going to need a lot, a lot of help out of the other uh, receivers on that team. Uh, I think Greg Olson is he is he back or did he retire? I can't remember what he, he did. Retired. But, their tight end yeah. is um, their tight end is Dan Arn Arnold. Dan Who? Arnold. <laughs> and then they got a rookie, a rookie in Tommy Tremble. <laughs> oh man, let me let me go here and see who the projected. Uh, yeah, Dan Arnold, slot receiver, Terrence Marshall Jr., young guy. I mean, he could be decent, but DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I just – I don't know. I felt like the front um, offense, like, messed up in a draft. Yeah, I, I think I think they did, they had a lot of uh, whiffs in, in this draft. And I think they're I think, they're hoping they're hoping that Sam Darnold is a lot more than he actually is. So. Yeah, I mean, they got Asante Samuel Jr., but the backup there is P.J. Walker, former Houston Roughneck quarterback. Yeah, this is this is not this AFL or whatever the hell it league he came from. This UFL. Is, <laughs> this is not a good team, man. Never <laughs> so, know. Um, they'll be lucky if I wins, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, we have the New Orleans Saints. Um, clear cut number two. If if they start Jameis Winston, Winston will throw a lot of interceptions, but he's also going to throw a lot of touchdowns. Um, my concern with this team really is the fact that we all know how long Michael Thomas is going to be out. Yeah. Um, it looks like he was almost out the door, but he, I think they started mending their fences there. Um, I don't know what Taysom Hill has over the coaching staff. I don't know why he keeps getting opportunities, but he needs to go away. Um, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. Uh they lost uh, Janoris Jenkins, Jared Cook's gone, Quan Alexander's gone. So I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I'm, I may actually knock him down number three, but I think Jameis Winston's a good enough quarterback that he can keep them up there in like the second place. But that's still not going to be in a playoff spot, in my opinion. They yeah. may get to, they may get to eleven wins, maybe eleven and six, but I, I don't know. I think Michael Thomas has to come back early. My fear for fantasy football is Alvin Kamara hit, taking a big hit without having Drew Brees there uh, without Michael, without having Michael Thomas there. <clears throat> he is clearly in the top four uh, power ranking uh, for the draft. Unfortunately, I have the number four pick, so I'm afraid I'm going to be stuck with him. I have, I have to draft him if he's there, but I mean, I would, 
I would honestly, in our league, be depending on how what's happening with Dak Prescott, I may be more interested in Ezekiel Elliott over over uh, Kamara this year, depending on if Taysom Hill is a quarterback or not. So, and then finally, we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, what can you say? Defending champions, uh, Dominican Sue, just Pierre Paul, they're getting older, but the defense is still solid. They have a lot of young guys that they had drafted on that defense that are going to be taking over for these guys in the future. Um, Vita Bay, um, solid guy out there too. Bruce Arians with, with Tom Brady. I mean, they have all the weapons on offense still. Um, I look for a big year from Antonio Brown because he's had a full year a full off season with that team and that playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady's a big fan of his. I mean, we saw that cause, uh, his New England days for that literally one and a half weeks that he was on New England. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> come for a bit, I think. Exactly. So um, the the concern I have for the for them is more fantasy football related because there's so many receivers that at any given week you could have Mike Evans going off, you could have Godwin going off, you could have Fournette or. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown or any of these other guys out there. So, Ronald um, Jones, Jones, yeah. So, I, I think it's going to be, you're going you're gonna to be frustrated because you're going to have a big name like Mike Evans, but he may go off every third game, or every fourth game. So, mm-hmm. um, I think they're, they probably finished 14 3. I mean, I have, I have to look at the schedule when we do our preview show but for the season, but they could very well be 15 and 2 uh, with this extra game added on there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the rundown. I think this could be the Buccaneers, barring a major injury to quarterback play, um, should be the clear cut winner. It'll be between the Saints and the Falcons for the second place. Probably gonna be the Saints because the defense is a, little, is a little bit better, and then Cardinal or the Carolina Panthers. Probably, in my opinion, looking for a quarterback to draft next year after the, what they see from Darnold this year. Yeah. So, all right, we will move on over to the NFC North. Um, I'm going to start with the team that made the most noise this offseason, the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, we didn't know if he was going to be there or not uh, for a while. On draft night, we thought he was going to get traded to Denver, but he basically has all of his – he basically held them hostage, and they said, whatever you want, you got, and he's going to be there for one more season. Apparently, he's trying to get uh, Clay Matthews back. (laughs) So I don't know how that's going to go. (laughs) Sure, I have some of all these guys that can't play anymore, but he's going to feel good about it. I think they should win the division still. Um, I, I don't trust enough of the quarterback play in Minnesota to have them pass them. So I think they'll probably go 14-3 and three this year. Uh, Vikings, I think, are, the, in my opinion, the clear-cut number two team in this division. Um, I think Daniel Hunter, he was injured for most of last year. I think he's going to be healthy. Um, you have um, Dalvin Cook, obviously, is a beast as long as he can stay healthy. Um, he should be able to uh, – I think he may get the rushing title this year if, if everyone stays healthy. They improved the offensive line. Um, the defense has its hit or, hit or misses, but um, I think um, I think they'll be solid enough there. Uh, then you have the Detroit Lions. They're bad. I, I don't I, – I like their new coach. He's, he's a little bit on the crazy side. I remember he's the side. He's the one that what was the stat, the quote: "You can knock us down, we're gonna get right back up, and you can knock us down again, we're gonna take a, one of your legs with us when we come back up, and you're gonna bite you or whatever, <laughs> bite a kneecap." Yeah, yeah. So um, they they have Jared Goff, who I'm, I'm not big. I'm not big on. They I don't really know 
most of the receivers. I mean, I, we know Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman from, from previous stops, but Khalif Raymond, uh, Amon Race, St. Brown, Quintez, Cephas. Uh, who? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> he, he caught that touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens when the Titans smacked him around like two or three years ago. Yeah, in the they they depleted their receiving core. Um, I mean, Panay Sewell, who is their their top pick this year, from what, what I've been reading, has been struggling. I mean, he struggled in that uh, preseason game. I think long term he'll be good, but I think this this first season he's going to have a lot of growing pains. Uh, I think they're looking for another high draft pick, uh, maybe three wins, maybe five wins at most. Um, and then finally we got the Chicago bears and it really depends on what they do at quarterback. Yeah. So if Andy Dalton is the quarterback, they're going to struggle. I, in my opinion, Justin Fields finishes the year if he doesn't start as quarterback. I mean, we saw what Andy Dalton did with the Cowboys last year and he had a lot better weapons than Chicago does. And so um, I think, I think, I think they'll struggle with him as quarterback. I think they will struggle with Justin Fields' as quarterback. Uh, I know people will look at his stat line from the game today, but the second quarter when he came in the game, he was going against the, the, the Miami Dolphins' second team, and he struggled mightily. He didn't get going to the second half whenever Miami was putting their third string and, and practice squad guys there at the end. So um, I don't buy that stat line. Uh, he looked like he was being conf- he was confused by good defenses, and there are some good defenses uh, on their schedule this year. Um, I don't think they're going to make it back to the playoffs. Um, but I think with Justin Fields getting some playing with, we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers after this season. I think this could be the Bears division next year, but not this year. But that's why I would, I would throw Justin Fields out there now in preparation for next year. Cause you have a solid defense. He, he can win you some games, but he's going to struggle a lot as a rookie. So what are your thoughts yeah. on the NFC North? Um, <clears throat> I agree. Um, I just have the Bears finishing third over the Lions. Yeah. But to talk about who's going to win this division, I have the Green Bay Packers, obviously. Everybody wanted to know how the drama was going to unfold in Green Bay with the Aaron Rodgers situation, <laughs> um, even with the DeFonte Adams situation. But obviously they're the clear-cut team to win the NFC North. Um, Aaron Jones, DeFonte Adams, Robert Tanyan. I really do like this guy at tight end. He seems like he's Aaron Rodgers – his, one of his go-to guys if Devontae Adams isn't open. So yeah. uh, keep an eye out, fantasy-wise. <clears throat> but um, And then I do have the Minnesota Vikings. I know Kirk Cousins is, is dealing with COVID. He should be playing next preseason game. He didn't play today. Um, Davin Cook is a stud. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, who got banged up in, in training camp, should be playing next week if they're precautious with him. And then um, I just – it all depends on Kirk Cousins. Um, the defense is, is solid, not the best defense, um, but I feel like this offense can score points depending on how Kirk Cousins does. I can see them in the wild card race at the end of the year. I don't know if they're going to get it, but um, I think they're going to contend up into the final game, the wild card race, barring any injuries. Um, and then, like I said earlier, I have the Chicago Bears third. I think they have a better roster than the D- Detroit Lions. Um if Andy Dalton does start, how long is it going to be? Um, Justin Fields can learn from him or Nick Foles, who's a third stringer. David Montgomery is a great uh, running back. Tariq Cohen should be coming back this year, maybe. Damian Williams, who should have been like Super Bowl MVP like two years ago, he's there. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is a great wide receiver. Uh, Cole Komet is okay at tight end. Uh, Marquise Goodwin's at the wide receiver slot as well. 
I just have them over the Detroit Lions. I think the offense is is is, is solid, but uh, I, I don't think they get close to uh, sniffing any playoffs. Maybe in years to come they will, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it, it's going to revolve around Justin Fields, obviously. Uh, I'm excited about that quarterback uh, competition, though. I, I do want to see Justin Fields start. I feel sorry for Chicago Bears fan. They want to see Justin Fields. They don't want to revolve their Saturday today around Aaron, Andy Dalton starting, which they did. <laughs> and then Justin Fields came in. He threw uh, 142 yards. He had a touchdown, rushing touchdown. Uh, he looked phenomenal in, in his start. So, um, And then yeah. that I have the Detroit Lions finishing last Um the only st- the only point I have about their offense is TJ Hawkinson. He's a, he's a great tight end. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'll get double teams. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. He found the holes to uh, to, to, to put the, the you know to make TJ Hawkinson who he was last year. He was a great tight end last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Jared Goff is going to do that this year. It, it's new new coach Dan Campbell. I can't see this guy being there more than two two years. Now, um, now I, will, I will say uh, I will say real quick about TJ Hawkinson. The benefit for him for fantasy football-wise is remember what Jared Goff did the last couple of years with tight ends and the Rams. That's Higby true. and those guys, he, he always he always went to his tight ends first, which was frustrating for Cooper Cup owners and uh, – I'm blanking on the other guy's name. But, um, yeah, he, he always – Robert Woods, yeah, yeah. He always goes out there and he hits his tight ends. Um, the, the, diff- the only issue for them was like it was a different tight end every game, whereas he's a clear-cut number one on, on this team. But um, he may get the looks because of, A, the receiving core is terrible, and, B, the quarterback loves throwing to the tight end. So I, I think that's that's going to be one good thing for T.J. Hawkinson. He could get you a lot of good garbage time uh, points when they're down big. Yeah. I mean, that, that NFC North, obviously, the Kings in the North are Green Bay – um, so yeah, I have Green Bay winning that. Yeah. All right, and to wrap up, we got the <laughs> NFC least. So, uh, Daniel, what do you got with the with the the East? This one is a little tricky. I have the Washington Football Team winning the division. Um, the one year signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick, I I really liked. I don't think they were going to get anywhere with Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen. Um, Anthony Gibson, really good, solid running back in the backfield. Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver. Curtis Samuel, they added Adam Humphreys. If he can stay healthy, he can do some damage. Um, their defense is phenomenal. It could be possibly the best defense in the NFL with, with um, Chase Young, who had a sack on uh, Cam Newton on Thursday. That defense is really, really good. Um, I have them winning the NFC East. And then I have the team that's featured on HBO Hard Knocks. I have the Dallas Cowboys, who will probably sneak in there as a wild card. Um, Dak stays healthy. Ezekiel Elliott stays, you know, is really good. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, watch out for this guy. I think he's going to be a stud this year in fantasy. And for the Cowboys, Michael Gallup is there. Um, I just don't know about the defense. I have questions about the defense. I know they got um, Michael Parsons from Penn State. Bender Esch is still there. Can he stay healthy? Uh, I think this is going to be a two-team race. It's them or the Washington football team, but I, I slightly have the Washington football team over them due to their defense. And then um, finishing third, this was a tough one because I think the New York football giants are going to be a sneaky team this year. Mm-hmm. Won't sniff wild card, but it depends, like many other teams, depends on the quarterback play. 
Daniel Jones, he's a turnover machine, like you mentioned last week. Um, Saquon Barkley's back. He's being uh, cautious in, in training camp. I don't know if the, he's going to start any preseason. Um, Kenny Galladay, who they added from the Lions. Darius Slayton. John Ross, who they also added. Sterling Shepard is another good wide receiver. That's a good wide receiver core right there. And Evan Ingram as a tight end. So this pretty much is going to rely on Daniel Jones. Will he be able to get these guys the ball? Um, if he does, if he does, big if, I think they can they can be at 500 or like a game or two over. But uh, I, I really like the football giant, the New York football giants this year. Um, and then finishing last, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. This team has potential for the next couple of years. Not might not be this year to be really, really good. They have a young, young, young squad. Uh, Jalen Hurts is at the helm right now. Miles Sanders as a running back. Uh, Devontae Smith, who who is hurt right now. He's not playing preseason. The the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. Jalen Rager, Travis Fulham, and Greg Ward Jr. is one of the wide receivers. Um, I don't think it's enough to contend in NFC East. Uh, just way better teams far out there than the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly with you on this. Um but I have a couple other asterisks I want to talk about. So I'm going to first start with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, They have the potential to win the division with a healthy Dak Prescott, but I'm concerned about his shoulder. Um, I think I saw on the ticker today, right before I walked in here for this this show, that his last MRI was positive for something in his shoulder. So I think he may have a tear or some kind of labrum injury, which is not good. And that would really derail the Dallas Cowboys season. So um, the caveat with this is if Dak Dak Prescott plays, they get to 11 wins. And I think you have a return to glory for Ezekiel Elliott and you see CeeDee Lamb and you see uh, all these other guys have big seasons. If Dak Prescott misses half the season or the entire season, then we're talking four, five, maybe six wins. And... Yeah, they'll be it'll be it'll be they'll be on the struggle bus at that point. So, um, I that's why I'm glad that we're not doing our, pre- our official predictions right now. We're going to do that in three weeks because we should know more by that point. Yeah. Um, the uh, next one is the New York Giants. Um, I I'm, I'm with you. I think they're sneaky this year. I mean, they added Kenny Galladay. They have. Uh, they had Nate Solder uh, as, on the offensive line. I think they got him last year, but I think he's healthy this year. Mm-hmm. Evan Egram's back. They uh, they also picked up um, Kyle Rudolph, who's a great spot. Uh, he every now and then he'll get like four four catches for like eighty yards and two touchdowns. But he's a great pass blocking tight end, and that's what they really need to keep him and Barkley on their feet. And so uh, I, I, their defense, I think, is underrated. I mean, they got Jabril, Jabril Peppers back there uh, at the strong safety now. Um, I I think they could, best case scenario, get the 10 wins, maybe 11. Um, I think that would be good for the NFL, uh, for the Giants to get back to a little bit of glory. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. If he struggles this year, um, if it's and if it's not offensive line related, they need to be looking for another quarterback, and maybe they make a play for Aaron Rodgers next year. Whenever he he's going to move out of Green Bay, or they want to go after one of his other guys who, um, like another Fitzpatrick, maybe a one year deal while they try to figure out what they're going to do. But uh, it's a good young core. The 
quarterback offensive line are the keys for them. I think if they put it all together, 10-11 wins, possibly a wild card spot. I think it's going to be hard for 10-11 wins to get you a wild card spot this year because I think the NFC West is going to have 11-12 win third place team. So I think, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think they're, they're a sneaky good team. Um, the Eagles, I also have an asterisk on because the quarterback, are they going to trade for Deshaun Watson? If uh, if they go with J- Jalen Hurts, I don't buy him as a solid NFL quarterback. Um, I don't really know what they're going to be doing. I, I mean, they, yeah, they, they went and got some, some uh, receivers this year finally. But they're unproven. I mean, you have Jalen Rager, who's in the second year. Devonta Smith, who's in the first year. Greg Ward. I mean, that, that's that's who they have as the receivers. Yeah, great young talent. But we don't really know if the offensive line with uh, Jason Kelsey back and uh, Brandon Brooks, if he and Lane Johnson, and finally healthy. If they can, if they can hold up the quarterback play, Jalen Hurts could get them maybe seven wins, in my opinion. But if they go and they trade for Deshaun Watson. Now, the longer they wait, there's more struggle early on because they have to learn a playbook. But Deshaun Watson, as quarterback the entire season, Eagles win the division, in my opinion, because he is better. He's a better quarterback than anyone other any other team's uh, quarterback in that division. So, if they trade for him, they trade for him soon. Eagles win the division. If it's Jalen Hurts, struggle maybe an eight, eight, nine, nine, eight season. Uh, but yeah, um, and then finally the Washington football team. Uh, which Ryan Fitzpatrick they can get? Are they can get the guy who was wearing the gold chains whenever he was down there in Tampa <laughs> Bay, or uh, for that first year in Tampa Bay, or are they can get the second year of Tampa Bay Ryan Fitzpatrick. Are they going to get the Miami Dolphins Ryan Fitzpatrick where he's making the right plays, or is he going to get the Houston Texans version or the Buffalo Bills version? So I, I think the it was, Dolphins I, version. Yeah, I I think it was smart for them to sign a one year deal because. He's always great in the first year of a contract, and he kind of struggles a little bit in the second year of a contract. And so um, he should come in there. He should do well. Um, I, I'd like this team. It's a playoff team from a year ago. So, I mean, obviously they, they have a solid core there. Um, uh, scary Terry McLaren is a great receiver. He's going to get all kinds of looks from Ryan Fitzpatrick. They have Curtis Samuel in the slot now. Um, Logan Thomas has tied in. He came on pretty good uh, late last year. They made the playoffs last year with a quarterback on one leg. So what are they going to yeah. do with a quarterback who has two legs? Um, great coach, Ron Rivera. Yeah. So um, one thing I do want to point out with them is the fact that next year, they're going to probably look for another quarterback in. And they mentioned how they're going to be looking for a – they're going to release a new name next year, right? They're going to officially have a, a new team, team name. Mm-hmm. I would tell Aaron Rodgers if you ask if you tell Green Bay to trade you to Washington, we will name you we'll name a team the Washington Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in order to get his ass there. Because if you put Aaron Rodgers on this roster, they're going to be battling Tampa Bay for Super Bowl favorites at that point. That's, that's or, or, or team. yeah, so having a having a receiver like Terry McLaren, he'll he'll be putting up similar numbers uh, that 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 um. I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, Green Bay receiver. Devontae Adams? Yes, Devontae Adams. Man, I, I can't believe I blanked on him. I had him for the last like, three seasons, it seems. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I think Scary Terry will put up those type of numbers with uh, with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to put up really solid numbers with Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
And that defense is still solid. Chase Young back there, Montez Sweat on the other end, Landon Collins, Kendall Fuller. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a great team. They should win the division unless there's a healthy Dak Prescott, unless there's a trade for Deshaun Watson. So that's yeah. why I said this division has a lot of asterisks for, to me, and we'll know more when we do, do our official prediction show in a few weeks. Because everything should shake out by that point. Injuries will come. Let's know who who's getting cut. No yep. any trades. We're gonna know about Starters. any injuries. Yeah. So. All right. So um, with that, anything else you want to add on to that, um, or anything you want to kind of bring out? No, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, we touched on every uh, division in the NFC, and um, it's, as a it's right, a wild card I, to see who's gonna who's gonna make a NFC conference championship. But like you said, we'll touch base on that in a couple of weeks. Uh, unofficially, who who are your favorites for that matchup? Which one? NFC championship. Um, Tampa Bay, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to. I would have to say. A rematch of last year's Tampa Bay Green. and Green Bay. Thinking Rodgers loses another NFC Championship game. <clears throat> I I I do, and then I think that'll be it. Yeah, he'll trade. He asked for he'll get a trade at that point. If yeah. if if Green Bay wins the Super Bowl this year, I think there's a really good possibility that there's no trade. Aaron Rodgers just flat out retires at that point. Yeah, why not, right? We go out on top. You're already going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Or if Kyler Murray can put up MVP-type numbers, then uh, watch out for the Cardinals. Russell Wilson. I mean, I I think there's a possibility three teams in the NFC West make it to the wild card. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, With it adding the seventh seventh playoff spot, I saw a couple prediction sites, which I, I, I think is a little out there. But they literally had the three wild card spots being the three teams that did not win the division for the NFC West. They had so all four teams in the NFC West made it to the playoffs. That would be unheard of if, if that happened. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Well, thank you. Uh thank you for that. Uh we have um again next week we're gonna talk to AFC. Then we'll do our official fantasy football show. And then we'll do our NFL season predictions. That might end up being a little bit of a longer show because we'll probably move right into our week one predictions. Because we, we told you guys we're gonna we're gonna do that again. Like uh, that was a very popular segment for us last year. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I look forward to watching more of these preseason games. We'll watch more camp, seeing the breaking news, um, watching these quarterback battles. Because I mean, we already talked on this on this podcast alone about like, Chicago. We don't know who's gonna start there. Yep. Uh, we don't know if there's a good trade happen and Philadelphia has a, has a new quarterback uh, there. I mean, I don't know. And then there's going to be several of these talk to talk about on next week's show with AFC too. So, um, and very interesting off season. I think a little more interesting than in past years. Yeah, I believe so. So, all right. Well, that will do it for the show guys. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Um, so until then, see you. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.